0: Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Rudy Giuliani Show. Here we are on a Friday, and once again, I am completely shocked at the fascist tactics of the Department of Justice that I once served honorably and well. The arrest of Peter Navarro is a complete, absolutely, Outrageous and unconstitutional practice that would happen in a dictatorship, not in a democracy. Uh, First of all, there was no point in arresting him. He could have been asked to surrender himself. The arrest was punitive, vicious, nasty, and just intended because their case is falling apart. The January 6th committee is a desecration of law and decency. And it's falling apart. Remember, it began with four people were killed during the uh, ri during the insurrection. Sorry, the insurrection was worse than September 11. I found that r- rather offensive. Worse than Pearl Harbor. Somebody even said the Civil War. What insurrection? They didn't find a single gun on a single person they arrested. Even people they're holding for 18 months in complete, absolute disregard for the laws of a civilized country. Why do you let them get away with this? Why do you elect these Democrats? Do you know what they've become? They're not Democrats any longer. They're fascists. What I just described to you is fascist. He's charged with not complying with a subpoena. Because he believes that there's executive privilege involved. Nobody's resolved that. Nobody's resolved that. They, I'll give you my situation because I'm, I'm sure that the D.C. bar to, uh, within the next couple of days will put in something about me because everything I've said and done has been vindicated. So they got to do something to hit back. To look like they weren't a bunch of jackasses, not just jackasses, but totally unfair people uh, practicing fascist tactics. They're the ones who should be disbarred because they don't know what the Constitution says. So they're going to try to put something in because the court in the District of Columbia cleared me. You'd think they'd clear me. But no, no, no. This is the District of Columbia, 99% Democrat and one Republican. It's the one that acquitted the guy of the false statement that he made beyond, 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 beyond a reasonable doubt. We are no longer living in a country with equal justice under the law. Otherwise, this would not have happened to Peter Navarro. He wouldn't have been indicted, and he surely wouldn't have been arrested like he was some common criminal. (laughs) He asserted executive privilege. It is a completely valid assertion which many people have made. It should be resolved by a judge, not by Benny, not a lawyer, Thompson. Now I'm in front of that committee, and I have attorney-client privilege, which is based in the Constitution of the United States, Article, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Amendment 6 of the Constitution of the United States. You think that means anything to these people who trash the Constitution? to these people who are acting like anti-American swine? You know who's going to decide whether there's a valid exercise of attorney-client privilege? Benny Thompson, non-lawyer who was a complete 100% co-conspirator in the five-year attempt to frame Donald Trump for Russian collusion. They're doing this hearing coming off five years of trying to sell the American people a false story to first stop and then to depose a lawfully elected president. And they want us to trust them. And they're the same people that are doing the January 6th hearing. And they tell us five people died and nobody died except Ashley Babbitt. And they don't give a damn about Ashley Babbitt. They don't give a damn that the post that she was at was abandoned by the police five minutes before she was shot for no reason. They don't they don't identify the people who were banging down the door. Were well, they Antifa people, weren't they? They don't identify the people who lifted her body up so she'd be like a target for the police officer they didn't reveal for six months and who got an investigation that was fixed. The standard for using deadly force by a police officer is you have to be in fear of deadly force. You look at that tape a hundred times, that guy is not in fear of deadly force. No way. No way he thought he was going to be killed by a five foot three woman without a weapon who he didn't warn when he had six cops in the surrounding area to subdue her, including three that could have pulled her down. That's what this phony committee is about. And they have the nerve to arrest a decent man like Peter Navarro. On this committee is shifty shift. His lies amount to sedition. The man said he had proof of Russian collusion by the president of the United States. Like the president's a traitor and it's a lie. That guy's sitting on the committee and Peter Navarro being arrested. Do you see something wrong with that? What I see is a country that is split apart. We got a fascist part and we got a part that still abides by the Constitution. And Joe Biden is running the fascist part. So he could protect his son. I, I, and I, I, for the life of me, I can't understand how they can hold these January six people for a year and a half and not take them to trial. And then when they take them to trial, they get 14-day sentences. My God, they let all the Antifa and Black Lives Matter people go and 26 people died. Billions of dollars of damage was done. They don't even identify the Antifa people that were in the January 6th riot. And there were 240 of them. Or at least that's what a text message says. Did they check that out? Did they ever tell you the whole story of John Sullivan who taped that? Antifa member who taped the killing? Almost in a way like it was a documentary and he knew the shooting was going to take place. And then he got two or 400 grand from CNN. They didn't tell you about that. They're not investigating that. They're not calling witnesses about that. And you want me to believe these are honest men and women that should be taken seriously. You know, I answered questions for them that I could that would not uh, that would not uh, attorney client privilege. And I kept my damn mouth shut. I didn't leak. They leak four times. You know who leaks? liars, scum, not investigators, not investigators with integrity, not investigators with decency, not investigators who can hold a fair hearing. This is a star chamber run by a man who's made up his mind already, run by a man who's making legal decisions. I don't know. Maybe he's a pharmacist. He's not a lawyer. He's going to tell me whether the attorney-client privilege applies? And then I'm supposed to listen to him, not a judge. I mean, that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. And where's the Bar Association to protect me? Where's the Bar Association to come in and say lawyers can't be relieved of their obligation and the attorney-client privilege based on the opinion of a layman just getting uh, advice from a bunch of lawyers who just got out of law school if they got out of law school? Got to be a judge. This is an absolute outrage, what is going on with Peter Navarro. I know Peter Navarro. As a man, he's head and shoulders above every single member of that committee, every single member of which is a liar. And the committee is completely unauthorized. They have no right to issue a subpoena, they don't have a ranking. Republican member. It's right in their rules. It's been defined by their parliamentarian. But the press hides that from you. They are a completely unauthorized committee made up of only Democrats. They refuse the Republican members. Two turncoat Republicans join them, but not as officials of the Republican Party. And this whole thing should be paid for by the Democratic National Committee. This is an exercise in dirty, dishonest, and illegal partisan politics. And a man got arrested for it. A decent man. A good man who served his country for his whole life. Just because he happens to support Donald Trump. You're never going to unify this country, Biden. You keep doing this. You're just dividing us more and more and more. And your hypocrisy, your grand hypocrisy, your almost to the point of pathological hypocrisy over gun control, is astounding. Astounding. When we come back, we'll talk about that. Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani show Rudy Giuliani back again uh, with you finding that the Friday of this week was probably the worst day of the week I mean I don't know how much more these uh, Bidenistas are going to do to destroy the Constitution of the United States or to destroy our form of government or our way of life or the decency that's held us together Democrat or Republican but they've done it all what they did to Peter Navarro today is outrageous. It's a, it's a committee whose legitimacy is in reasonable dispute since it doesn't have a ranking Republican. And in order to get a permission for a subpoena, you have to have consultation with a ranking Republican. There is no ranking Republican. Cheney is not a ranking Republican. She's a renegade who appointed herself. She even admits it. The Democrat parliamentarian has said there's no ranking Republican. The law says, therefore, the subpoena is unauthorized. But the law doesn't mean anything to these people. Because if you are a Republican who supports Trump, they run over your rights and the Washington press ignores it and cheers for it. That is disgraceful. And until that stops, this will be a country in great peril and a country in tremendous disunity. Now we look, at the, now we look at, the new, at the new gun control committee they're going to put together of Democrats. Oh, this is going to be a really fair and impartial hearing on gun control. First of all, they don't know a damn thing about reducing crime. None of them. Never seen a Democrat reduce crime. All they do is help criminals. I reduce crime. I'm the leading expert on reducing crime. In the United States. I've reduced crime more than anyone, at least in the last hundred years in the United States. And I will tell you a simple fact. The gun control laws don't mean a damn thing to reducing crime. They have validity, and we can talk about that validity. But let's not talk about it in terms of reducing crime. I'll tell you what could reduce crime. If you enforce the gun control laws that you have, and Democrats don't enforce any laws. Let's take Buffalo, for example. Hochul's New York is so damn dysfunctional that this guy was crying out, I'm mentally ill. I'm mentally ill. I'm mentally ill. I'm mentally ill. ill." He did it with the police. He did it with the people in the hospital for three days. I'm mentally ill. I want to kill people. I want to kill people. What does he have to do? Get on top of the Empire State Building and announce, I want to kill people? Will Hochul pay attention to him then? Will Adams pay attention to him then? Will Bragg pay attention to him then? Will all these criminal loving Democrats pay attention to him then? Well, nobody pays attention to him. He followed a pattern that exists for the last 10 years. Every time one of these things takes place, Schumer shows up and says, I want more gun control laws. What about following the laws you have? You don't. You don't follow any laws anymore. You let robbers go free. You let muggers go free. You let fair beaters go free. You sometimes even let murderers go free. People who violate gun control laws. (laughs) And we we have a case right here in Buffalo, New York. If you followed the law that existed, he would have had that on his record. He might have even been in an institution. If you followed the law that existed and if you incarcerated people, people who commit crimes and people who are mentally ill. But no, 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 no. We never blame it on people. We blame it on the gun caused the crime. Yeah, that, that gun got up. And it traveled all the way to Buffalo. And it just started shooting people. Not the guy who was yelling at you, I'm going to kill people. And you did nothing about it because you're incompetent. And you're a bunch of hypocritical liars. And the hypocritical liar in chief is the guy right at the very top. The guy who can't speak English anymore. Because his son is one of the biggest violators of the gun control law in America. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows that his son bought a 38 revolver, lied about being a drug addict, which is crime number one, and then possessed it, which is a 10-year felony. And tell me, come on, liberals, tell me, isn't it really bad for a degenerate drug addict to walk around with a 38 revolver? Isn't that really dangerous? Shouldn't that be punished to deter others? Drug addicts from walking around with a thirty-eight revolver? No. Oh, we should have new laws. So then why would new laws be followed any more than the old laws? This is politics. When the first reaction you have to the death of children is gun control, gun control, gun control, gun control. To a professional like me, you are a complete phony that should be in something else other than politics because you're a dangerous person. You get people killed. There are ways to reduce murder. I know how to do it. One of the ways is not to lie about gun control. Gun control can reduce suicides, 100%. Gun control can reduce some accidental murders. Gun control will only reduce these if we have non-Democrat governments who enforce the law against criminals instead of treat criminals like they're the victims and victims like they're the criminals. The death in Buffalo is on the hands of the people who never turned him in. Not gun control laws. The laws were there. They weren't followed. So you don't have to pass another law. You've got to get a new government that enforces the law. You've got to kick Hokelpokel out of office. You've got to kick stupid Schumer out of office. Then we won't have to listen to him every Sunday with one of his stupid press conferences. What the hell has that guy done in 12, 15, 18 years? We need more gun control laws. We need more gun control. First of all, we don't get them. And number two, we don't follow the ones that we have. And why would you expect anything different when the guy in the White House gets up and lectures us about gun control and he's covering up in his own family a blatant violation and a serious one of the gun control laws? a degenerate drug addict walking around the streets with a 38 revolver that's proven by the hard drive that he had covered up by the sycophantic press that, you know, sucks off on him. These are the things we have to change in this country in this election. If we don't do it in 22 and 24, we're going to lose this country because it's going fast. What they did to Navarro happens in Nazi Germany, East Berlin, maybe today in China. Doesn't happen in the U.S. Uh, uh, An unauthorized committee or how about we say a questionably authorized committee. Arrest somebody for raising executive privilege, which is a close legal issue. And then they go after people like me for attorney-client privilege. That's what the Bar Association is going to do. They should be applauding me for taking on a difficult cause. You know, I, I, I argued cases in front of the courts. No court sanctioned me. No court found anything wrong with what I did. A bunch of left-wing woke lawyers wrote letters to the left-wing woke Bar Association And they bring up one phony charge after another. And then they misstate their evidence. And when you correct it, they just go, oh, oh, let me find something else. We'll be back after the break. And then we'll have the mayor's final thoughts at the end. Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on this Friday afternoon. And we were talking about the outrageous arrest of Peter Navarro, uh, which uh, just reminds me of, a, of something from a movie about the Cold War. And then um, the posturing about gun control, which I know is completely an excuse for the Democrats not doing their job in reducing crime and having, uh, what was it, 17 cities, Democratic cities, set records for homicide last year. All cities with gun control, by the way. Uh, So let's go to, uh, let's go to, let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. He always has a very, very interesting thought about Fascism and communism and the whole history of the ideology that's kind of behind all this.
1: Hello, Mr. Mayor. The American Communist Party press writes, not if, but when they're in power, we're still gonna have the separation of powers, we're still gonna have the courts, we're still gonna have the justice system and the government structures. But when they're power, these structures and these government agencies and departments will have class content. That means instead of these government structures supporting the capitalist system and the democratic government we have, the structures are still going to be there, the power's still going to be there, but it's going to be controlled by the Marxist. This is what we see now. We see that we get a guy guilty as hell here, a guy Sussman, and the jury voted not guilty because they didn't think They may have thought he was guilty, but they didn't think it was a big matter, lying to the FBI. So we have the same structures. This is like you have a free and democratic country that has jails and prisons. When the communists take over, the jails and prisons will be there, but the opponents of communism we put in the jails, not the criminals. So we got totally outsmarted. And on the January 6th commission, you have a black congressman, Ben E. Thompson, who I would say is an out-and-out communist. He's a Castro supporter. He had connections to the Castro government. Castro's newspaper actually praised him by name. You have Congressman Raskin, whose father was a founder and leader of a tax-exempt KGB front group, Institute for Policy Studies, which shapes uh, policy in this country, the Institute for Policy Studies. So the communi- what's interesting here, and I know it's not your fault or anybody else's fault, when the communist movement does something bad or we don't like, we tend to call them fascist. Fascism is like a lighter form of communism. Of course, it is. Yeah. This is a world communist movement. What Biden did in Afghanistan, we view we view that as a terrible mistake and a problem, but to the communist movement, that was a very successful transfer. Of weapons and technology to America's enemies, people have to understand this is a communist revolution. It's not neo-Marxist. It's not neo-communist. This is one solid, continuing movement since uh, since 1920 or so. In 1922, the communists almost toppled this country now now the communists it's the same situation except there's no more anti communist in america nobody in america understands this movement frank gaffney chris ruddy heard me talking about this twenty five thirty years ago if i could meet chris ruddy and get this information and the documentation about this chris ruddy could get all the hosts on his show to understand it better I could do that with Fox Cable if I could reach people, and even Mr. Castamatidis. All of these good people don't understand. They look at every problem, every issue as a separate thing. This is like the weatherman showing raindrops here, raindrops there, a puddle here, a puddle there. The weathermen don't do that. The weathermen talk about the system, the pattern the movement. Right. Well, you have that in politics. You have that in revolution. Our side
0: I have is have no du- the I, whole I, thing. I've got no doubt you're correct, Jim. So let's, keep, let's, let's keep talking, all right? I'd like to go to Paula in New Jersey.
2: Yes, good afternoon, Mayor. Hi, Paula. Um, uh, hi. Um, I would like to uh, alert you at, and the January 6th committee to the uh, filming from um, – the audio from uh, John Sullivan? Yes. Well, he, uh, the, he, is, you, deli- you deliberately do not hear the crashing of the glass in the corner. You don't hear that as if it never took place. But, you, you, but of course, that would have alerted Mr. Byrd as to how dangerous this situation was going on and that he had a weapon. Which was the helmet in front of him, and that he had done prior damage he why wasn't he uh uh Zachary alum immediately shot why because you don't hear anything, you don't also hear the screams of Ashley Babbitt that possibly was taking place when she was pushed up in that in that corner you it's totally out. You don't hear it, and that is not objective, and I just thought I would point that out No, I'm glad you pointed
0: it out. I'm glad you pointed out that she was pushed up. That is left out of the narrative all the time. She was pushed up as if to be a target, the way you would push up a target to make it easy to shoot her. And that's what I certainly uh, thought the minute I saw it. I said, why, after you hear the word gun twice, would you pick a woman up? And make her, I mean, the, the word gun was yelled out twice before they picked her up and put her in a prime position to be shot, and they bent down. The, uh, the, 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 the film is damning, and the failure of the committee just tells you what horrible human beings they are because they don't care about the death of an innocent human being. All they care about is destroying Donald Trump. Which has been their sickness and pathology this I mean look this January sixth committee is just just a further extension of the uh Russian collusion hoax. This is their latest attempt to try to destroy Donald Trump, their latest lying exaggerated uh, attempt, and in this particular case, I think Ashley Babbitt was killed for no reason at all but to have uh, a, a Trump supporter kill so it didn't get registered as a possible Antifa rally. But thank you, Paul, for bringing that to our attention. Now, let's go to Connie in New Jersey.
3: Hi, uh, Mayor Giuliani.
0: Hi, Connie. How are uh, you?
3: It's a pleasure to talk to you. I've been trying to get my word in. Uh, I haven't heard too much uh, on the January 6th about um, these 13 guys, while all this was happening and they were going into the White House, these 13 guys had individual signs on their full body from their neck to their ankles and each one had a letter and it spelled out Trump is guilty. So they had that in line already to uh, blame Trump for this. And um I guess about a week later, um, I was watching the news about, I don't know, the 11 o'clock news. And for a, a minute, the ABC or NBC, just for not even a minute, Antifa was allowed to walk through New York like conquering heroes in full uniform. They had their names on their pockets, and just underneath the leaf of the pocket,
0: was the letter the number 666? Well, Antifa and the, 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 the committee has deliberately ignored, as far as I can tell, identifying the precise number of Antifa members that were present inside that rally on January 6th, even though there's a text message a day or two later indicating that there were some 240 of them. Nor has it identified. Clearly, who those people are around the killing of Ashley Babbitt are those Antifa members, and why did the police officers back off at their request if it was so important to keep uh, to keep Pelosi's door uh, secure? So I mean, uh, there are so many questions that haven't been answered about real crimes that this committee is just another uh, extension of the phony committees they've been putting together for five years. In an effort to destroy Donald Trump, it's a it's a joke and a joke of the media, and it's a shame because wrong things were done at the Capitol, and they should be dealt with proportionately, not as if it was uh, you know September 11. Uh, how about Christina in East Hanover?
4: Hi, Mayor Giuliani. Take, thanks for taking my call. Thank um, you. I wanted. To- I wanted to talk to you about uh, the Peter Navarro story because um, I feel like I might have some information to sort of corroborate what he's saying. So um, now usually when you're trying to follow corruption and terrorism, you follow the money trail and um, to share some information, but without too much information – I had been working with one of the big four consulting firms from 2012 to 2021. And at the time, I, um, my, my role was in global mobility, to move people around the world. And I uncovered some little bit questionable business practices of running a team without any kind of operational reporting. And a manager of mine had made the mistake of using my salary as a reason to deny resources for my client engagement. And when I began asking a lot of questions about utilization, I got pushback. And I was later told that um, I was the lowest paid among my peers. Now, I live in the state of New Jersey, and according to the EPA guidelines, it's the responsibility of the employer and not the employee to define and validate for differences in working conditions, skill, effort, and responsibility. And when this incident happened to me, Quite a while ago, I'll go back some time, I began my own tracking of the assignments of how many people we were moving per month per counselor and I actually tracked this data from 2014 through 2019. And with each year if I took the total number of mobility counselors on the team and divided by how many people we moved And uh, we had, in 2014, four mobility counselors were below the average, 15, five below the average, 16, six below the average, 17, seven below the average, 18, eight below the average, and 2019, nine below the average. At the time when those comments were made, I raised it with HR, I elevated up to senior leadership, I even filed an ethics complaint, and my complaint was closed without anyone ever speaking to me coincidentally based on get, the amount of hours i was working
0: we're going to have to uh, we have went, to get to the point what 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 what's the point of this
4: the, the day before i met with my leadership team to ask about utilization the day prior the world health organization declared workplace burnout a liability of the employer then in 2021 i asked questions about salary And the consulting firm I worked for said, why don't we go into mediation? I filled out the paperwork in the beginning of January of 2021. Afterwards, they began sort of a disinformation campaign. Now, one of the assignees, the first ones to reach out to me, was actually in China with a U.S.-issued laptop without a work visa. Working on a blockchain project. You're going to have to
0: get me the rest of this information off offline because we got a whole bunch of other calls and we, you know, we can't take this much time on just one. But if you stay on and give him the information, we'll see if we can follow up on it. Okay. So okay, let's let's go you. to let's go to Mike, who's in beautiful St. James. Mike.
3: Thank you, Rudy. Uh-
2: when you were discussing the January 6th investigation yeah. by the Congress, were they shown the films of the woman being shot?
0: I have no idea. They didn't show it when I was there, and I asked them questions about it, and they wouldn't answer, ask, answer me. I asked them, "Had they ever identified the two police officers who abandoned their post? I mean, if they didn't want Nancy Pelosi's office entered, right, why did the two big police officers who were guarding it walk away? Why didn't they stop the two people who were ramming the door open? Well, In fact, why didn't they pull Ashley Babbitt down before she got shot? I mean, the, the questions here, Mike, are so many that I have had experienced, tough, really experienced homicide detectives who probably have, you know, solved every homicide they ever looked at. Tell me this is a straight out and out first degree murder. How do you like that? This is a setup. It's a setup. It's a complete setup. From from the very beginning to the very end, Sullivan set that up as a movie so that the climax of the movie would be the shooting of Ashley Babbitt, and he very carefully doesn't take a photo of the guy. The guy eventually had to be revealed, but they were trying to get away with revealing him at all. They, they hit him for four months. And... Uh, if that's the case, it's an outrage. Even if it isn't, the negligent killing of her was the worst thing that was done that day. There was nothing uh, uh, nothing more damaging done than the killing of Ashley Babbitt. No member of Congress was beaten up. No member of Congress was killed. Some of them, you know, got scared. But the worst thing that happened that day was they took a human life. And the human life belonged to Ashley Babbitt. A supporter of Donald Trump, who was unarmed and possibly entered legally. We don't know how she entered. We don't know if she was in. I've seen plenty of pictures of people who were invited in. Thousands were let in through the Columbus Gate, which can only be opened from the inside. Well, we'll be back very shortly with the mayor's final words. The Rudy Giuliani Show. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. The Mayor's uh, Final Thoughts are sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Well, my final thoughts today are about basically what we've talked about, and that is how I was going to say slowly but surely, but now on a very, very fast track, we are losing our civil rights in this country. The charge against Peter Navarro is a a creation of zealous Democrat prosecutors. There is no illegality in what he did. He raised a perfectly uh, acceptable privilege, which has been raised by Democrats and Republicans to protect communications with the president, called executive privilege. Uh, He has not had a ruling on it. And if he does have a ruling, if he's being subjected to the same unfair treatment I'm being subjected to, the ruling will be made by Benny Thompson, who is not a lawyer. Now, I'm sorry, a lawyer cannot relieve me of my attorney-client privilege obligation under the Sixth Amendment of the United States Constitution. I don't care who the hell you are, and I don't care who you claim to be, but that isn't what the Constitution says. You don't get to run the government in violation of the Constitution, even if you, even if you very successfully fooled the American people and cheated in order to become president. I also uh, find it completely... Outrageous that in every one of the newspapers, even now, with 2000 mules out, the report from the judge in Wisconsin that those elections were fraudulent, that they say that, well, the president once again raised the false charges of election uh, fraud. Nothing false about it at all. Nothing false about it at all. There's plenty of evidence Of election fraud. Plenty of evidence. The courts refuse to hear the evidence. A lot of it's in the legislatures. Every time the press writes that. There's no evidence. They're lying to you. They're completely absolutely lying to you. There are hundreds of Americans lined up to testify. About voter fraud. Who have been denied that opportunity. Because the courts were afraid to touch this. They were afraid to touch it. Oh, my goodness, what would happen if they touched it? And the state legislatures finally did, but too late. Now, why is it important that we pursue this now, despite the fact that they're going to continue to persecute us? We're going to do it because if we don't bring it out, if you don't understand the full full, uh, dimension of this, if you don't understand how much substantial cheating was going on in an organized way by the Democrat Party. They're going to continue it and continue it and continue it and continue it. And And if you want your vote to mean something and you want to be something better than a communist country, you got to fight with us for that. And you can't be one of these uh, fair weather rhino, you know, I'm with you until it gets a little too hot, then I run away. You know, we got a couple right here in the New York metropolitan area that I focused on, like Gabarino, in the second district, who voted for this atrocious January sixth committee, which might as well be a committee of the Bundestag or a committee of uh, of 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 the Chinese Politburo, with the rights they give you or don't give you. This has to stop. It has to stop, and it has to be stopped. And it's only going to be stopped if we have a Republican victory in 2022. If we elect Republicans to the House, to Senate, and the governorships. And um, it's getting clearer and clearer. It's got to get decided at the ballot box. You've got to be angry enough to to come out and vote. You know, in the last mayoral primary, only 20% of the people of Staten Island came out to vote. 20% of the Republicans, maybe less. How about this time we get fifty percent to come out? I think if fifty percent come out, I think I know who wins. And you'll have a governor who will really change things. You'll have a governor who doesn't do the. I was against Trump; he was a racist. But now I'm for Trump because my district is for Trump, and I'm going to argue. I'm going to argue for him. But now I'm against Trump again. I'm not going to mention his name because the state chairman told me not to mention the name, and it's better to run away from Trump. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to endorse a. a a super rhino who voted for the January 6th committee, who voted for the inflation-creating-Biden silly infrastructure bill. We've we got to stand for something as a party if we're going to succeed. We have to have the courage to stand with each other. We have to have the uh, courage to take the criticism and not worry about what the stupid elites say about us. When, when you consider how ignorant they are, how stupid they are, how, how devoid of facts they are. I don't even know why you want their respect. I'm telling you, Ronald Reagan taught me the greatest lesson in the world when he said the best way to read the New York Times is to read it and do the opposite. Worked out for me. Well, you have a wonderful weekend. We're going to have Uncovering the Truth this weekend. There's plenty of truth to uncover. We'll be talking about the subject with Dr. Maria Ryan. You know, that's the number one show on Sunday. So listen in, 10 o'clock on Sunday.